Hi, everyone. Welcome to the new Grief and Rebirth podcast, Rebirth Series, where I will be chatting with special, inspiring people who have grieved, met their challenges, chosen to heal, and have experienced the blessing of rebirth. This new Rebirth Series is inspired by a comment from my son made while I was on my healing journey after my precious husband died next to me in a tragic car accident. Mom, he said, there has been nothing worse than seeing you in total despair and nothing better than seeing you able to have joy again. From my heart, I wish this for each of you. Be sure to give a listen. Hi, everyone. I hope this finds each of you so very well. I'm speaking to you today today from my studio in West Orange, New Jersey. Absolutely delighted to have this opportunity to interview the hip hop artist Cursive, who could not be a more ideal contributor to our special Grief and Rebirth podcast series. Cursive is speaking to us from Maryland, and he is so incredibly inspiring. He has dealt with much tragic loss in his life by channeling his efforts into artistic expression through music, by practicing humility and gratitude, and through entrepreneurship via his record company, an apparel brand, and other businesses. Cursive recently wrote a song titled Reminds Me of You, which has helped him express his grief and loss. The song is dedicated to his brother, and it is also written for his cousin, his best friend, his mother, and another good friend, all of whom he has lost. I can hardly wait to interview Cursive about his challenging journey towards rebirth, and perhaps he will even bless us with a verse or two from his song, Reminds Me of You. This is surely going to be an unforgettable, very, very special interview that will be incredibly meaningful to each of us. Cursive, a very special and a very warm welcome to Grief and Rebirth podcast. Thanks, Alvin. Thanks for having me. Oh, my goodness. Such a pleasure. Let's begin with this question. Please tell us about your childhood and the abandonment by your mother due to her addiction to drugs. Was your mom your first significant loss? How old were you? Who brought you up? How did you cope? So my mother, she's she's still alive, um, but she left my life at a young age. She's had battled uh, her her demons um, from about when I was like five. Drugs? She had. Yeah, she she had drug problems and and addiction. Um, she she had, she was addicted to drugs, and my dad kind of took us out of that life. Like she was she was having issues and. Uh, and he, he kind of raised us, but from, from a young age, like, I mean, I knew she, I was like her favorite from, from what I've been told, you know, she, she, she always was, had an attachment for me. And I think, um, maybe I had that for her, you know, looking at it now because of some of the trauma I've, I've, you know, dealt with and, and some of the issues I've dealt with, with, with my attachment, um, but from a young age, she, uh, you know, I, I didn't really have 
a real solid mother figure in my life. I mean, I, I look at my grandmother more as my mother. You know, she she was the one that kind of was a woman in my life that helped raise me. Is your grandmother still <clears throat> with us today? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's great. She's right on the street from me. <laughs> she must be so proud of you. She wants me to come mow the grass. And, you know, <laughs> she, <laughs> she loves to see you, even if yeah, it's mowing the grass. <laughs> that's, that's my rock. I mean, for most of my life, she, my, my grandmother was, you know, a big part of it. I lived with her, you know, back and forth over the She years. really helped to save you in a lot of ways. She's your dad's mom, right? Yeah. My yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, my, my mother, I understood at, a, at an early age, she had her ailments and, and problems with drugs. And it, you know, I saw things at a young age that, you know, people my age shouldn't have seen. And I think it, you know, it, it, it kind of set the path and in and, and the world I lived, so. Yeah, I totally understand that. Um, I mean, when you were, you you don't see your mother often anymore, right? She's like sort of out of your life now. No, I saw her um, in my brother's funeral, and I mean, I wish her the best. It's not, you know, I don't want to speak ill on her. You know, I know addiction is, you know, a problem, and it's, you know, not easy. And not a lot of people make it out. Yeah. People, she, I mean, she survived a lot and she, I'm sure she still has opportunities to to change and I know she still battles with her um her demons her, her demons absolutely well you've also had very significant other losses and considering that you lost both your brother and a cousin to drugs Tell us about your other losses and what inspired you not to turn to drugs yourself. It would have been so easy for you to fall into that also. I really, um, you know, I was on a path, I think, to doing drugs like at an early age. Um, I mean, what do you call an early age curse? I think sixth grade. Wow. 11 is the first time I smoked weed and, and drank. Um, you know, I think I, I was trying to grow up too fast and maybe it was because of some of the things I've seen and, and just the place I was like a lot of kids were sheltered or, you know, I just had experienced more at an early age. Um, and I actually, before my brother, he didn't, he wasn't smoking weed when I was like, he was a couple years older. And, you know, I remember the first time he ever, um, smoked and, and did things like that. He, like I, I, I was the one that was like, oh, I already know about this. Like, you want to use this bowl I have? Like, you know. <laughs> and so, I, I was on that path. I think I, I, I was trying to grow up too fast. I was, I wanted to be a grown up. You know, I went and and I felt kind of like that. I was a little bit more independent. My dad had a lot going on. He was a great man. My dad you know, was working very hard to provide. He was, he put himself in a little bit of a rough situation along with my mother when we were little, but he dug himself out of that. And he was constantly digging himself out of that and working very hard. Um, it sounds so, like he's been an incredible role model to you. Yeah, for sure. I love my father. He's a great man. He's inspired me and, you know, given me a lot, a lot of hope. And, and showed me that, you know, 
he was always there for me, always giving me good words and um, helped me to dig myself out of some situations. But yeah, like around 11, 12 years old, I, I started doing drugs and started, you know, getting drunk and 13, 14, going into high school, I started taking pills and, you know, doing things that were a lot more risky. And um, <clears throat> I think my brother was a blessing to me at that point because he also was in that pattern. And I just saw him, you know, spiral a lot quicker than I was, you know, and I, I could see it from a perspective of like, you know, that's what's going on. Like I looked up to him and I could see some of the ailments and, and things he was dealing with when it came to his addiction and things like that. And um, <clears throat> it just made me more, I guess, driven toward other things. Like I wanted to be, you know, I was constantly like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this and that. And then it just made me realize like, well, I'm not, I shouldn't be doing that. And I think that kind of saved me in a lot of ways. Like, Wow, I, and you pulled yourself off it. That's fantastic. <clears throat> Yeah. And tell me where you learned about humility and gratitude, because you have so much of that um, and how they helped you in your life. Just being grateful. I mean, I mean, you could have not been you could have been mad at your circumstances that you grew up with. You could have been mad that your mom wasn't around. You could have been mad at, at you know, all the things that you saw. But instead, you became humble and grateful. What, what accounts for that? I used to always say, um, I don't know where I got this from and who knows who quotes what anymore. Like you'll see one quote from, you know, Einstein the next day is from like John F. Kennedy, <laughs> same quote, but um, it's like, life's like a bike. If you don't, if you stop pedaling, you lose your balance, you know? And I, I think that's a big, big thing for me. Like you just have to keep going, you know, you just like, dealing with the rejection and dealing with, you know, the problems that come, like you can't, you can't get down on yourself. You can't, you know, you can't fall. You have to, you got to keep getting up. You got to keep fighting. And it's a, it's a constant thing. It's So are those messages that you learned from society around you or did your dad practice that also? I mean, to pick up that attitude, I know a lot of people in the world who have a lot of wonderful things, but they're not grateful. Yeah, my dad, for sure. Like, I'm grateful for him. I'm grateful for his persistence and his, um, you know, he, he definitely dug himself out of a, a real rough situation for us. And um, he constantly was 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 working and, and, and trying new things and, and paying the bills and paying his debts and trying to keep wow. us happy. Wow. Yeah, it definitely rubbed off on me. Can you talk about us? How many of there were you? I have, um, I have three sisters and two brothers. And I have a half sister and a half brother. That, wow, wow! You're well, never truly alone. Half sister and half brother I haven't met, but um, the closest to me are three sisters and, and my two brothers. One that passed away. Okay, what what number were you in the in the grouping? I'm the second oldest. My brother was the oldest. Yeah. And you kind of rebirthed yourself through music and entrepreneurship. It is amazing what you do, sir. Could you uh, regale our listeners and our viewers with your path 
through to uh, first of all about music and how old were you when you started with music and your entrepreneurship you have a an apparel company i by the way i once worked as a buyer for macy's so that fascinates me um you have an apparel company you have a music company you have other things so tell us all about what you've done i mean you're a young guy thanks um well irene i i think it started I, I, my, my first, I've always been inspired by music. My dad was really into music, like grunge, 90s uh, rock and hip hop. He got me into that. Um, me and my brother, when we were young, we just, we'd steal the CDs that he didn't want us to listen to that were explicit and we'd listen to them, you know, things like that. But um, I remember my first experience with music was I would listen, I remember we had like these MP3 players before iPod, I think. And they had like half a gig on them and we put music on it. And at the time where my father lived, we moved from a place called Rockville to Frederick County. And we had a long driveway and I'd have to walk down to the bus and I'd put the headphones on. And, you know, one day I was just like, I, I could do that. You know, like they, the way they talk and the way they say words. And, I just started rapping, you know, I, I, and I make. How old were you then? How old were you then, Kristen? About eleven, twelve. And how old are you now? Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. Oh, your whole life is in front of you. It's very exciting. Look at what you're doing at twenty-nine. It's amazing, really. And I, you told me also that you started music by playing the flute. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't play it real well. <laughs> but you and you were very young with that. I don't right? know why I wanted to play the like. I just remember that uh, I, I got a flute, and this is before eleven. It was like six, maybe or seven. And my dad, we we got a flute, and I left it at a Rita's. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Rita's. It's like an ice cream place. I am very familiar with Rita's. Nice. Yeah, we're in Jersey. We've got Rita's. Oh, you're in Jersey. Okay, yeah. So you know Rita's. But yeah, I, I left it at Arita's and never saw it again. So I didn't really learn how to play it. But my first instrument, um, my sister, actually, she she learned guitar at an early age, maybe 11 or 12. And when I was 19, 20, I was like, oh, my, if she could play it, I got to play it now. So I started picking it up and I played, you know, songs I liked on guitar. And you actually do arrangements for other people too, don't you? You you write songs, you do arrangements for other people, yeah. and you have a record company. Yeah, yeah. I I make um I make music mainly like a, a hybrid of like hip hop and rock. Um but I yeah I've done it all from with uh, from music I, I started, started my first studio in twenty fourteen. Um and it was just for me originally. You were I, like 22 or something. Yeah, I was unemployed. Like, and uh, I had some money that I saved up from, from a job. And I was like, look, I'm going to take my passion serious. And I invested in some studio equipment. And I just got really involved and become obsessed with mixing and the whole engineering side of music. So I started making music like like beats and production um what's so really fascinating to me is you never had a formal education with any of that right you just kind of picked it up which is amazing I, I think i got my real estate license out of high school but that was it and i didn't pursue it i started a business i met somebody in that class that you know was cleaning out foreclosed homes at the time 
And I didn't even take, I didn't even become a realtor. Instead, I started a foreclosure business and cleaned out the foreclosed homes. And, you know, which being a realtor would be real lucrative right now, the way the market is. Oh, yeah. You're not kidding. You're not kidding. So, wait, I want to talk to you about, so you do all this with music and then you have an apparel company. Do we all want to get online and buy your clothing? What what are you, are you, are you making it? Are you repping other manufacturers? What do you do? It's um, it's an it's a pair company called Metro Pylons. Spell uh, that Metro. M e t r o p o l l e n s. Okay. It's um, yeah. I just have a shirt, you know. It's it's a it's a basically CBD or like I don't know if you guys know like medical uh, marijuana. Like it, it's really just you know cool like style shirts and stuff like that i think everyone is now googling metro collins (laughs) (laughs) do you have a website um i'm i'm in the process of creating it we we created the uh instagram and instagram kind of took off um it's got about fifteen thousand followers i'm reading they can find it on instagram yeah they can find it on instagram I'm revamping the 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 artwork right now. My cousin, he's an amazing artist, um, and he's he's working on some designs for me. And we're gonna release some some new stuff. That's so great! That's so absolutely great. And and you you get your raw materials from. I mean, I used to work. I was in retailing, so like some of the things we did came from the Orient. Some of the things we did came from inside the United States. Are you going abroad or all of this right now is coming from right up the street from me right up the street um, wow my uh so i started a construction business and when i did that I, I i linked with a company uh custom imprints and you know i just became friends with them and i just was like hey i want to give you more business and you know they helped me with you know uh embroidery and fabulous. Uh, screen print so I just stick with them for now. You know, I know I could probably save a bunch of money going overseas or, you know, cut, you know, some of the profit margins, but, you know. This is fascinating to me. I mean, like, you know, because I have a musical background and an entrepreneurial background. So when I'm talking to you, I'm really um, going back to some of my uh, my roots. It's really amazing. So I want to make sure I know of all these businesses, you've been in real estate construction, apparel music am i leaving anything out only at 29 years old anything i started a high-end residential window washing company that's my first company and it was um because of my father my father started a high-end residential window washing company called glass act and this was years ago like when it was the first job i had i worked for him um he just wanted you know he he was tired of always working paycheck to paycheck. And I think he just wanted to do something where it was on his own time. And um, he, he got that going and I, uh, I worked for him and I was like, me and him got in an argument and I was like, you know what, I'm going to start my own. <laughs> <laughs> <You're terrific. laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do well. Like, uh, yeah. well, I did, I did well, but I was just real distracted at the time. You know, I wasn't as motivated when I was 18. But that was the first company I started, and it. I gotta tell you something. At eighteen, you were more motivated than a lot of other eighteen years old year olds I know. That's amazing. Wow. Would you grace us with a few verses of your song? 
Yeah. Reminds me of you. Okay. And I'm not used to it without a B, but we can do it a cappella. <clears throat> it's more like a like a um like a spoken word, I guess, maybe. So the words were beautiful and I just and then to me the most important for people to pick up your sentiment and what you're saying with your words. I think if you when you listen to the song, you're really gonna get the expression and emotion that I felt when I made it that was was kind of spot on to you know that reality. So see some wild shit. Made me really believe in God, fear no man. Cause most just put on that facade. Shit is sick how they project their insecurities. And I could give a fuck about this whip, these clothes, this house I'm in. All that money they spend to feel appreciated ain't gonna take it with you. You ever wonder if they pull your car to really go and miss you? What matters more is what you're willing to build. And we don't give a fuck what you got as long as you keep it real, huh? Try to make it right. Get too busy, make a live, forget to make a life. I seen a rich man desperate. I seen a poor man breaded. I batted, batted his women. I up and left off for some bust downs. Are you in love now? I seen a lot of real good men sin. I seen a lot of real favorite men win. You gotta watch who acting like your friends ain't your friends. Yeah, I pray for them. I used to think Jordan was invincible the way he played with death. I still can't believe he gone. He leggy with me every step. And Wayne, that's my right hand. We was brothers when we met. When he died, I cried so fucking hard. I couldn't even catch my breath. When my girl up and let me in, said I never change. I'm emotionless. I know this shit, but we don't feel the same. I got a lot of people reaching, but they always out of range. I don't want to break your heart because I don't think you feel this pain. No. That's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so it. You can say that on this podcast. <laughs> I've edited it. <laughs> I was interviewing with someone recently, and she had an emotional release while I was interviewing her, and she started to cry. I said, "On this podcast, that's absolutely fine and respected, not a problem." Um, yeah, I mean, that was like was... I like the I like the words though, and I and I and I and I can feel the the the, the rhythm in it. I, you would have to listen to it. I'm just. You know, I can't. Is there some where um, you've got it in a specific SoundCloud? It's on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. It's on SoundCloud. So if people go to SoundCloud and ask for Reminds Me of You by Cursive, they'll find it there. Yeah. Okay, everybody, there's your cue. (laughs) Uh, What's your message about the importance of healing, humility, and gratitude that you would like to share with a grief and rebirth audience? Why should they? work to heal their stuff and move forward in their lives when Uh, they're in pain and they've had all these losses and things are going on. What would you advise them? I tell my guys this all the time. It's like, things don't get easier in life. It just, you get stronger. The way you deal with things, you know, is more developed. I think it's important to be resilient. It's important to, 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 take on things with, with a new perspective and, and, and a certain attitude toward them and a certain mindset. Because, you know, just like if I were, um, you know, when I was a kid, my grandmother, you know, when she was mad, she'd yell up, Kyle, what are you doing? And, but if she was like, Kyle, what are you doing? Like, I knew she wasn't mad, but those two, you know, tonalities like- Oh, yeah. So different. and and. And, and that's kind of how you got to look at things as well. Like if, if you look at it, your problems is like, hey, it's going to take me out. It, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring me down. It's going to bring you down. You know, if you look at it from a light that like, hey, I'm going to overcome this, 
you know, I'm going to keep moving through this, you know, you're going to move through it and you're going to overcome it. And I think <clears throat> that's become my mindset after my brother passed away. It really taught me that like, Hey, I could sit here and dwell in this grief and, or I could use, you know, the blessings and, and the things he's sh shared with me in a positive way. And, and just like music, music is something that we shared. And it's, it's definitely something that's driven me forward with, with the things I do in my life. I mean, I, when I think about all that you've got, been through, your mom, your, your brother um, died with a, dr a drug overdose. You had a cousin who died that way. And then you had a best friend and another friend, they were in ac car accidents or something. My best friend, uh, Wayne, I got his thing right here. My friend oh, Wayne. wow. Um, <clears throat> I, I knew him. I met him when I was 14. And we were just really good friends. Like, we just had, like, a certain bond, I guess. Um, he got into uh, Job Corp. I actually was telling him about Job Corp, and he wanted to change his life. He was from a bad part of D.C. And... Um, a uh, pretty bad situation like growing up and he um he wanted to change his life around and he he went in job court became a plumber and he wasn't really that into the drugs anymore like he sold drugs and did drugs back in the day like but it wasn't anything crazy like like what my brother experienced but um he um on october this year october 31st on halloween i guess he took a bad pill like he thought it was like a Percocet and then I guess, well, that's what I was told. I still don't know, you know, um, it's, it's still, you Look know, like you've weathered. Look at all the grief that you've weathered. Right. I mean, I've, I've dealt with my, my cousin died of, of an overdose, um, cause of fentanyl. We were really close. Um, he, he passed away and that was unexpected and, the last four or five years has been pretty hard when it came to losing people. Wow, first of you're amazing. Um, you really are, and and your attitude and how you're moving forward with your life it would it would hobble a lot of other people. Now everyone wants to connect with you and find out more about you. So where do they find you, cursive? Can they just Google cursive, or is there a special place they should go? Cursive with a K. Cursive with a K. On Instagram. Instagram, Instagram is the main platform I've been, you know, reaching my fans with. Um, SoundCloud, pretty soon. I have a couple songs on um, Apple Music, but definitely a lot more to come. I'm taking the music a little bit more serious now, as you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you're, you, you're, the sky's the limit. It's all ahead of you. It's wonderful. Yeah. What is the cursive tip for finding joy in life? Be present. Be present. Yeah, present-minded. Don't to, live in the past. Yeah, day-tight compartments. Dale Carnegie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar. But, um, yeah, you just have to be here and now. Like, you have to savor your moments. Enjoy. Um the little things enjoy the process because the other stuff is going to be there so when the good stuff is there savor it right right i'm just i'm living my life like i used to put so much pressure on myself with with the business and the music and all i can do is 
navigate what's going on right now and, and be the best I could be now. That's so, fabulous. That's that's kind of my motto, you know. Well, it's, a, it's a very good motto. <laughs> it's we should right. yeah. follow it. You know, Cursive, you are truly an incredible inspiration and a tremendous role model for grief and rebirth with what you've been through. Thank you for opening your heart and soul to all of us, including sharing your song, Reminds Me of You. I am sure that many in our Grief and Rebirth podcast audience have now opened their hearts and souls to you. Thank you from my heart for this wonderful interview and your amazing generosity of spirit. It is so appreciated. And here's a reminder, everyone, that you can see the show notes and all Grief and Rebirth podcast episodes on IreneWeinberg.com. And make sure to follow us and like us on social at, at Irene S. Weinberg on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. As I like to say, to be continued. Many blessings. And bye for now. Hey, everyone. I'm coming back in with cursive because we were talking after our interview and he was telling me about this incredible, amazing healing project that he's doing with his uncle. He's playing with his uncle and I cannot wait to have his uncle on to talk about grief and rebirth and talk about this project. So I want to talk to cursive about that. Cursive, tell us about your uncle and the project that you're planning to do with your uncle. So my uncle, um, He's he's a great man in my opinion. Like he's he's got a really good heart. You know, is this your father's brother? No, it's my grandmother's sister's son. Okay. So my cousin, really, but I call we call him Uncle Rebel. His real name is Rebel Rebel Bird. Um, but Rebel, like he's he's had a hard life and he's he's battled and he's been successful and he's 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 gone to jail a couple of times. He's had to deal with incarceration for 20 out of the last 30 years. Wow. So he spent a lot of time, but he's rebuilding himself and I, he's very inspired and it's just a different energy. Um, and uh, we were talking while he was in jail and he, he just got out a couple months ago and um, we were talking about starting a program for um, in memory um, of my brother and my cousin called the Jordan Graham Foundation. Um, and we just want to give back like more more so of a like a charity and and help people rehabilitate instead of, you know, you know, when people get out of jail, you know, they, they'll go to a halfway house or, or, or you know, but they don't know how to deal with money. They don't know how to um, deal with the real world and how to communicate. And I think communication is is a real big one. Um, being able to communicate is 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 definitely a skill <laughs> it's definitely a hard thing to learn um and i think you know are you going to have tutors for them or you're going to be teaching them or what's your we're vision th we're thinking of like i'm thinking of like an an application or like something um on your phone um and i just want to meet some of you know people that study these things and study the brain and study how, how to, how to study and how to learn and, um, you know, study finance and, and how to deal with your money and, and, and the most effective ways to, to, to rehabilitate. Um, 
and fight through some of the things that they're going through. Um, so I, I just want to, you know, we have a, we're developing it. It's, it's, it's more of a um, in the process on the drawing board type thing, but. It's so inspiring. And He's talk inspired. about helping people to rebirth themselves. Wow. Right. He's inspired too. And um, I think this is something that has given him, you know, a lot of, um, you know, he's, he's really trying hard and he's, he's staying sober and he's, he's helping the family and he, he's got a good spirit and he always has. I just think he, he's, he still fights his demons and, you know, um, I think this is, is really good for him and is, is giving back and, and being grateful for what he, what's going on, you know. And he's so lucky to have you. Right. What a partnership. I'm lucky to have him, you know. Yeah. Like I was with my brother, you know, I'm lucky to have everybody. That's in my life. They inspire me. That's your, your, the gratitude is such a beautiful part of you. Thank you very much. Really. Uh, and I want everybody to on Instagram and you can hear the real thing. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I am um, so grateful and I wish you well and take all those phone calls you're getting and bye for now. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Thanks, Irene, I really had a um, good time with you. Thanks. My pleasure. We're yeah. both blessed. You have a good rest of your day. You too. Night you too. at this point. You too. Good night. Bye for now. Good night.